This holiday season, we all wish for hope and healing. Children and families who spend their holidays at the hospital deserve a reason to believe in first steps, in giggles, high fives, and hugs. For 150 years, Children's National Hospital has provided world-class care and groundbreaking research. Please donate today to help patients and healthcare heroes this holiday season. Visit childrensnational.org slash holiday. That's childrensnational.org slash holiday. Facebook leads the industry in stopping bad actors online. That's because they've invested $13 billion in teams and technology to enhance safety over the last five years. It's working. In just the past few months, they've taken down 1.7 billion fake accounts to stop bad actors from doing harm. But working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com slash safety. Okay, hold on. No, they can't fuck up. Oops, 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 oops. Morning. Morning. This show contains mature content. Listener discretion is advised. Are you ready to get your mind blown? One angry New York City Puerto Rican decided to start a radio show. Determined to piss the world off by shoving a mirror in front of society's face. He kicked them in the balls. What are you? Who are you? This is the Crotch Shot Radio Show. Crotch Shot Radio Show. This is not a test. This is a broadcast transmission. We're going to stay on the air. And now, and now, the weepy, the weepy. to the Crotch Out Radio Show where we kick the issues in the balls. We are on an active war against bullshit. We would do anything and everything to expose bullshit. The ends sometimes justify the memes. So if you're angry and want the truth exposed, then strap in the prepare to be shocked. This is Smash Mouth Talk. If you can't accept that, then fuck off. I'm your host, Louis B. I takes no bullshit from nobody, especially from myself, apparently. <laughs> I actually expose the bullshit of society and chop it up into easy-to-digest chunks for you. Today won't be any different. Today, I am honored to have the sexy, uh, the talented, the most beautiful bitch I've ever seen in the comedy game. Jesus Christ. Jesus. Hi. I appreciate you telling the truth about the little dude. Yeah. How great life on Smash Mouth? Um, you know, full disclosure, because again, I don't bullshit nobody. Uh, I actually, I, I already started the show as a fuck up because what I, I'm doing now is I'm trying to stream video and do this show audio at the same time, and sometimes I forget to to start. The, the the either the recording of the podcast 
or the recording of the live stream? Well, so, I'm laying in my bed naked, so if you're about to videotape yourself, just put a disclaimer up because it might scare people. Well, you know, they, the people can only see me, so um, Joe, I'm just, yeah, so they can see me. So yeah, you're in good shape. So yeah, we're we're we're, we're good. So yeah, I'm you know just we 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 got it going on. We got we we got it going. So uh, man, uh, we we met doing um, while I was doing the Jimmy People's uh, podcast. The People's. I love that podcast. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a it's a very chill podcast, and and we you know we I got into a spirited debate with Doug. Um, I and if people guys want to see it, I uh, I took a snippet from uh, Jimmy's show and I reposted it on on my YouTube channel and also on my Bit Shoot. If you guys want to take a listen to that, uh, we were debating about what the Proud Boys stand for, and I mean. Doug, Doug was uh, well. I saw Doug again today uh, at the pod, at the at the at the uh, group therapy meeting, or as Jimmy <laughs> apparently. Um, goodness, is is it the AA meeting or an open mic? I mean, Jesus, some um, Jesus. I mean, but yes. My love. yes. I mean, we so we were talking about how the debating about how, what the Proud Boys are, and of course, to me, to me, he was taking the 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 cop out um, argument. Oh well, everyone believes that th- this is what it is. Everyone believes this, and I made the point like, well, what if everyone believed you you were a rapist? Does that necessarily make that true? Well, I mean, before before I comment on the situation, I wanted to. I like Doug. I, I've actually been trying to. I was on this podcast the other day. He does a chess podcast. Um, yeah. And it's an interesting thing because I got lost in his arguments. I didn't know. I'd never heard of the Proud Boys. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I know you, and I know you certainly don't seem like a white supremacist, especially because you're not white. And, and I also know that there's a lot of. It's hard to watch TV. Um, and people are genuinely scared shitless nowadays because nobody wants to be racist. So you could, you can't even talk about racism without getting called racist. So I don't know what the fuck was going on with Doug in that moment, but I think I said on the show that I kind of thought he was dropping the ball a little bit in the argument. Um, but I think, I think he was well-intentioned and maybe he was under-informed about the Proud Boys. I kind of want to know about the Proud Boys. Um, I, I, I don't know anything about it. It sounds like a cool group to me and I'm... You know, I'm sitting there now as a guy who's walked around in the Colin Kaepernick jersey for the last two years. Yeah. That was a registered Democrat my whole life. Mm-hmm. Watching the way that woke society is emerging in our world. Watching the way that the vaccines are getting pushed on people. And I'm happy Trump won that election. Because I think if Clinton won, shit would have hit the fan. Um, and everybody would have thanked her for it. Because she would have just calmed everybody. And so there's... You know, I think that that's some of the hysteria about the Proud Boys, um, because everybody's hysterical about anything that matters now, and you can't talk about fucking anything. So, you know, God bless that, but in that particular debate, I do think I was on your side. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, because it, it is a common thing. I mean, you, you made the point that anyone that doesn't share that, um, that, that um, you know, the whole woke mentality 
it, you know they get they call get called the racist. Anyone that isn't uh, that isn't a leftist get immediately like, oh well yeah, and you're just a racist. And it's just it's such a lazy argument to make. I mean, especially. And which is why I keep making the point, the only time I've ever experienced racism was from people on the left. In fact, today, and this shut down the whole room when I said this, I'm like, the only time really that I've experienced real racism was from white comics. (laughs) Like, really, white comics, you know, that, that, oh, you voted for Trump? Oh, that means you're a race traitor. Wait, 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 what? No, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. And what I, what, you know, what I really think goes on in this whole conversation. And I would, really love, I would really love for them to say that shit to my face just to see what the fuck happens. But um, <laughs> it's like, I, I mean, it's, you really get that mad about it. It's stupid. I mean, I, I don't, no. it, it's, it's an insane thing because what I'm going through nowadays is it's very clear to me at so many levels. Yeah. That everybody's well-intentioned yeah. and we haven't really been educated in how to appropriately think about shit so there's a polarized discourse that is really produced by the powers that be if you look at where all this woke crap is coming from mm. it's basically the corporations and the institutions and we know who controls those so the questions are, and when you look deep into the plans of the control group, they've been trying to start a race war for years. I don't know. Are you familiar with Trendy Morton? Who? Trendy Morton. Uh, I've never heard of them. Uh, he's pretty much like the, um, he's like the spiritual version of Alex Jones. He's got big shows out in California. He recently got thrown in jail. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's, Long story, but I mean, he only spoke about how the deep plans are to start a race war. And I think what's going on in the woke community, part of me, I even wrote a rap about it, but I mean, he put it on Instagram, so I just got to speak it up a little bit. Yeah. Part of me is absolutely infuriated to see what's going on. And the other part of me is not mad at them at all because they're just well-intended. But what I think happens is that people, deep in ourselves, we, we don't want to be racist. That, and we know that people should be judged on their merits, and we, we do want to love everybody equally. But then we live in a defensive world, and we have limited cognitive resources, and people naturally segregate out race in their heads. And I think you have to do serious work on yourself as a person to actually be able to deal with racial issues. For example, if I'm, when I'm sitting here talking to you, mm-hmm. I know you're a Latino guy. Uh, I don't know what kind of Latino guy you are, but I know I'm talking to a Latino guy. I know I'm not talking to a white guy. Now, I have to make sure... Sh- now, I know your experience is going to be colored by your ethnicity, just like my experience is colored by my ethnicity. And it's going to have influenced who you are. So, I take that into consideration when I'm speaking to you. Now, those considerations are not racist. That's just a dealing with the reality of race. I think that what's happening is that people are really unconsciously still racist and they're overcompensating. So when you get these woke shitheads that are out there, they're still trying difficulty. Like one of my one of the lines is like, "You're unconscious racists, just uncomfortable with brothers." Rainbow Alliance call me a person of colors. The the reality of the situation is is that I've spoken to a lot of black people about this. I do a lot of anti woke jokes. I do a lot of really hysterical jokes about how racism goes both ways. Mm-hmm. And my experience is the black people in the crowd love them. And they come up to you after the show and they're like, yo, I'm glad you did that. And the white people are scared. 
And I think that that's the emergence of wokeness. It's really, it's an overcompensation for unconscious racism. And there was a, a great piece on, um, I think it was Fox did this, and I'm not a Fox News fan at all, mm. but they did this expose where they went to, they went to like Berkeley College or, or one of these like liberal colleges where everybody says that, you know, everybody's so oppressed. And they asked, they grabbed some white girls that were saying that voter registration rules were inherently racist. And they asked the white girls at the college, why are these laws racist? And they said, well, you know, black people don't have the internet. So oh yeah, I saw that they, video. Yeah, and it was like, how fucking racist is that? Yeah. How or, or fucking we racist we, is we, that? Or we wouldn't but again, it's happened. actually, it's well-intentioned because, and I think that if we're going to heal the divides in the world, we need to really pay attention to the fact that this wokeness, it's stupid, it's intellectually underdeveloped, and it's deep unconscious racism, but in the same time, it's well-intentioned, and I don't want to get mad at it, I just want to call bullshit where it's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Fair enough? Well, the thing is, I mean, I I can't, like, it's so easy, to me, it's so easy not to be racist. Um, Just just don't discriminate. That's all you have to do. I just feel that other people put others, uh, you know, try to um, have control over others by calling each other racist. Oh, you're racist if you use use the word the in a certain way. Oh, that's a dog whistle. I think it's mm-hmm. or, or when or when you have someone say, "Oh, if you're white, you're inherently racist." I think that is such a a bullshit argument to say because honestly, me growing up, I've been around uh, a, a, a a huge amount of different people uh, to to even think that. Um, you know, I, I do I believe that there are certain attitudes. That 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 are not conducive to a a good society. Yeah, uh, like I I I don't hate blacks. I hate ghetto, and that and you could and any group could be ghetto. Anyone that's that's um, celebrates their own ignorance. Anyone that 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 revels in 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 stupidity and and hates um, hates the pursuit of intellectual things. Uh, that, that those are people that that you know that I just can't deal with. Yeah, but the, I mean the reality of the situation is, and something that I paid attention to in trying to get my head around this is that if you go into the projects, they're normally filled with minorities, right? And yeah. the, this country has not been ex- exceptionally good to minorities. Now the thing is, is that that's not my fault. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a white guy. I was, I was, I mean, I got robbed and had to run home naked from the projects when I was 14 for being white down the project. So, I mean, I used to get beat up all the time. I went to a, I went to a dominantly black high school and used to get beat up for being white all the time. So this is not, I'm aware that the racism pendulum swings both ways. I think that there are systemic issues in the country that the woke community is trying to address. I just think that they're dramatically overcompensating and they don't have a handle on it because, you know, I, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day and we were talking about this Beyonce video where she's talking about the oppression of black women. And it's like, I hope I end up as oppressed as Beyonce fucking Knowles does one day. Yeah. At, at what point, at what point do we come and realize that 
we've come really far. Now, the reality of the situation is that I do think, as a white guy, I've experienced how uncomfortable white people have been around black people my entire life. And I've experienced how people do treat black people differently. And Malcolm Gladwell wrote that book, Think About It, where they found out that even black people are racist about, uh, against black people. And there is, there is this sense where you do see that black people have been victims of racism. And I've even said this a number of times. I don't mind the fact that people are finally openly racist against white people. Right? Like, woke people are just racist against white people. I just want it to be called racism, because that's what the fuck it is. And they don't, they think I'm a piece of shit because I'm white, and they just, and they're white. Yeah. And it's like the dumbest fucking thing imaginable. I, I, I think that we have to pay careful attention to the issues that manifest because psychologically there's heuristics that run through your brain that limit information. And consciously we would never discriminate. But unconsciously, if I'm talking to somebody and I'm like, yo, this big motherfucker walked into the room, but then I say, yo, this big black motherfucker walked into the room, we get a different feel. So I think that's what they're trying to get at when they talk about being woke, about waking up to how deeply rooted racism has been a problem in our culture and how we don't even realize these things. That being said, it's blown out of the fucking water. And it's not, the thing about white privilege, mm-hmm. I don't feel like I've gotten anything for being white. I feel like maybe black people have gotten discriminated against. And I think that the black, the the discrimination that's going on is less and less and less and less. Now we're in a situation where Asians are getting discriminated against at Harvard. Yeah. And Jews always get discriminated against. So discrimination, and this has been going on forever. You know, before desegregation happened, mm. Italians used to fight with Irish and Polish and shit like that in America. I mean, there were Italian neighborhoods and Irish neighborhoods. So people have always had this sense of trying to cling to their own race, and I, I think that's a problem. What I see happening in the woke community is a call for deeper segregation. And then, I mean, the bullshit, I mean, and this is something hysterical to me. I actually, I make one concession. I don't say the N-word anymore. Right? And the reason I don't say it is because I get the point and I don't want to be on the wrong side of history. That being said, the N-word with the soft A is a black-created word that was uttered for years, that was put into popular culture, that everybody grew up saying. And then overnight, we just found out we weren't allowed to say it. So what I'm seeing is a great deal of hysteria for no goddamn reason. This person of color shit is ridiculous. I mean, first of all, black is like the absence of color. Uh, Brown, I mean, do you want to call them brown? Like, what the fuck do you want to call people? It's, It's at a level where to say person of color, I really think that they don't see black people as black people. They see them as political causes where black people just exist to receive their sympathy and that they don't need. I mean, how many times have I been in the clubs telling jokes? And I remember one time, like somebody stood up to like, you start yelling about how unjust or unprivileged a joke was or whatever. And he like walked over and hung the black guy after it was done. And then the guy left the room and I got on the stage afterwards and was like, dude, that guy's going home. Like, high five, I hugged the black guy and the black guy just started laughing because he's so used to fucking these woke idiots just treating him like he's a political cause and not a person that they're, black people in general are tired of it. So I hope that was coherent enough 
but I, I think they're very complex issues, and I'm just doing my best to not get too mad at them, mm-hmm. but to still call it bullshit when I see it. Yeah, I mean, look, you're, you're, you're right. These people that are, that they claim that they're woke are... They're, they're, they're just they, they don't really they don't really care about the group that they're supposedly defending it's just more of intellectual uh, uh, masturbation yeah it really is and I know yeah. language is important like I grew up hanging out in projects and <laughs> my best friend was Puerto Rican and when I walked Ooh, when I used to alright here's in, your fucking award oh my god thank you for Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. We're being the messiah for Puerto Ricans. No, this is like, this is, it was intense, right? Because I lost a friend over what I'm about to tell you. I lost a white friend because I just couldn't take him anymore. Mm. I would walk into the projects and he would say, what's good, white bread? And I'd say, what up, Spick? And he always grew up and he was Spick and I was white bread. Mm. And the reason that was the case was because when I was going to the projects to see him, there was racial tension. Like, my very presence in that atmosphere turned head. And it was because they, you know, and he, I would walk in there and he'd be smoking a cigarette on the couch and be like, you know, you're kind of not welcome around here, white boy. Then I would, you know, say, shut the fuck up. I'm going to put you on a tire and send you home. And that's how we would deal with the racial tensions because we were best friends. And that's how we dealt with it. So fast forward, this really got me. It was like my mother was dying. Mm-hmm. I had just had a baby and my friend was in town that day. And my, my Puerto Rican friend, he moved to Florida, and he had come back. And I was, I got into an argument with a friend of mine about who was going to pick him up from the airport. So I was talking to one of my woke friends about this, and he said, how was your day? And I said, you know, I got, you know, a one-year-old baby that I got to take care of. My mother's dying of cancer. I got to wipe her ass every day. And I, like, I really kind of needed a hug. And I was like, and I just got into a fight with my friend over who was going to pick up my spick. <laughs> and what, what transpired? in that conversation was my woke friend didn't hear my mother's dying of cancer and I was wiping her ass. He didn't hear I'm bogged down taking care of my baby who I love deeply and I'm happy to do it. He didn't hear that I had a struggle with somebody because I was excited to see my friend. He heard a political soundbite. Yeah. And he went off on me well, and tried to, and he was defending all Puerto Ricans around the fucking world as if they needed him to do so. No, I mean, and you, you want to know what's, you know, why I find that more fun, uh, really funny, because we come in in all shades. That he probably has a cousin that looks like you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have yeah. a cousin that looks like he just got off the Amistad. I got an uncle that that that's a fucking ginger. So, you know, he has no soul. Um, <laughs> I mean, you got you got me that I look damn near uh, fucking native. Like, uh, you know, like, like you know, and, and there's this joke that, that I'm working on that the reason why I don't look, look uh, Puerto Rican is because my ancestors were obviously smart enough not to get raped by the conquistadors. <laughs> so it's like we 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 hit we hit longer in the fucking bush before 
It's like, who are, the, who are these faggots in the fucking tin hats coming on the beach? Nah, 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 nah. It's like, you know, so it's like we, we like, if you want to talk about diversity, look at, look at all the, look at Latinos. Like, every Latino has a black, we got, we got white, we got tan, we got freaking Indian looking, we, hell, I mean, you go to, you go to, like, Venezuela or, you know, places south, you know, they, or Brazil, you got, you got Asians down there, and they speak Spanish. You got you you know hell I was doing a job in in uh, you know I had like a side gig passing out flyers I was working in Crown Heights you know uh, passing out flyers and there was this there, there you know there was this uh, Hasidic brother he well Baba Baba Lubavitch dude you know with the you know the Hasidic dress you know with the curls and whatnot he comes up to me he's talking to Spanish I'm like wait a minute that that's a Puerto Rican accent he's like yeah I'm Puerto Rican. I'm like, wait a minute, we're represented? Like, yeah, so we even got, we even got <laughs> Jews. We got everybody. So, I mean, it's, it's, but the thing, the thing is, I mean, this, this whole woke culture is self-serving and your friend, your friend didn't even pay attention to context, which, which fucking annoys me. It's context. No, I mean, to see it, like, so I, I really wanted to think about it, right? So I called up my boy who, in my phone, he started beautiful, but equal. Yeah, yeah. And I called him up, and I told him the story, and he said, I would be offended if you didn't call me Spick. Mm. 20 years of friendship, because, I mean, you got, you got to realize, it was like, I was, I would, I would get beat up to go see him, because I was just like, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not going out like a punk, I'm going to see my boy. And that's how we got through it. So, I think that it's, it's incredibly short-sighted, and I think that, the incredibly racist thing about wokeness is they perceive all minorities as like this homogenous group with no individual identity where they need to speak up for them all. Where, trust me, if you talk to a hundred different minorities, I refuse to people of color. If you talk to a hundred different minorities, which aren't even really a minority in this country anymore, if you, you'll get a hundred different feelings on how they feel they should be addressed relative to their race. Yeah, and I mean, the, the homogenous way... bullshit, it kills thought. Yeah. And then, by tampering down on the language, you lose the capacity to be able to deal with the harder parts of life. Yeah. I'm committed to Judaism. And my life gets heated sometimes when I make Jew jokes. And it's like, are you kidding? I'm married a Jew. My son is Jewish. I'm converting to Judaism. And you're still getting bent the fuck out of shape about this? And I've seen it. It's like, that's the way that I deal with attention. I understand. And like, in my house, it's a different story because it's a conversation that we have and it's an introduction into the culture. But the reality of the situation is, is that without humor, we're dead. And there's a famous philosopher that said, you know that you're in the presence of a tyrant when they try to kill the jester. And basically what's happening, I really think the reason they hate Trump so much is because they want to be like Trump. I, I just think they're passive-aggressive Trumps. Mm-hmm. I really think that they're, that they're trying to dominate under this guise of politeness. And I really see us moving towards a type of communist regime filled with thought police if it continues to go down this, down this road. 
and anyone disagrees with me can just read 1984, and it's all there. Well, look like, I remember the Fabian Society. Look what they so did to get, Yeah, look what they did to Kevin Hart because of something that he even apologized for years ago, and they he, like they like we want you to apologize again. I'm like, like I, I don't think you should have apologized in the first place. Yeah, but I mean that's it, it, it's a terrible thing that's going on. It's when you look at like Louis C.K. He asked if he could jerk off. If they said no, he didn't do it. Yeah. If they said yes, he jerked off. Yeah. What the fuck is the problem? And then what's going on? Everybody's still walking on eggshells. No, I want comics to stop apologizing. Yeah, no, I, I don't. When I first started doing comedy, my first set was really misogynistic. Like it was really like it was the concept was I wouldn't call these women uh, the the you know the insults that I, the 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 names that are thrown at women because they don't they mm. they they're obsolete like I wouldn't call a woman a bitch because female dogs are loyal <laughs> like you know and so on so I'm like and you know how many female comics got fucking offended. I'm like, you know, it's like there's still a bunch of, you know, a bunch of females that hate my guts at the sound of my fucking name. No, and, and the way that I feel about this, man, is that the way that I know black people and women and Latinos and whatever the fuck else are coming to a place of equality and non-discrimination in the culture is by the fact that this is such a big conversation. If these people are so suppressed... And so oppressed. Yeah. Why would their voices be heard so loudly? Yeah. But now, what? What? I teach meditation, and I there's a collective consciousness. I think everybody senses it, mm. and and we don't necessarily know what to do with it because it's not part of our mainstream culture. But everybody knows that it's there. Mm. So, what I think is happening is that the oppression is not as bad as they made it out to be. Right? Especially, I mean, black people really did get it bad, but recently, the last 10, 15 years, we've been coming to a place of equality. Women, there was some oppression of women, and it's bullshit, and it's been coming to an end. What I think is happening now is that because black people and minorities and women are coming to a place of equality in the culture, they're giving voice to the unconscious rage that was trapped for decades. Uh, maybe even centuries. And I think that it's our job to understand that. That, that, you know, there's no white people in projects. The jobs are overpopulated with black people. Women were expected to stay home barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen. So there is a tremendous degree of oppression that they did go through. And now we're being asked to experience it. So the way that it feels like everybody plays their part in this, my part is to say, you fucking people are going too far. Their part is to act like hysterical fucking fags. Mm-hmm. And hopefully we come to a balance. Hopefully we come to an understanding that really makes us some more loving people. The problem is, you know, I have a joke about this where I say, the mm-hmm. most people are starting to say that black people should have their own college graduations and their own dorm rooms. What's next, their own bathrooms and water fountains? 
Yeah, uh, no, it's funny that you should mention that because that 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 gets that's a point that's made often. They like we 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 fought. I mean, the Republicans fought against segregation only for the Democrat uh, Democrats to bring it back based on these these special interest groups like like trans like gays like all, all this um just to change the subject a little bit how has how has these subjects affected the way you write what's going on for me is you know it's it's so tricky mm-hmm. because what i've learned is i'm not effective as a comedian if i'm angry and i'm not effective as a person if i'm angry mm-hmm. so what's going on for me now is i'm but I know this stuff is highly controversial. So I'm maintaining a loose structure in my head of how I want to talk about it, like, you know, a couple of prescriptive jokes, mm-hmm. and then I just get on stage and start talking about it, and then I see what happens. Um, and the reason that I do that is because these are the tensest jokes that could be told. And it's a comedian's job to pluck that tension. It's a comedian's job. To, I think George Collins said it's a comedian's job to find a line and intentionally cross it. So... When I'm dealing with these matters, a lot of times I'll get on stage and I'll just say something and not even intend it to be funny and then see how it evolves just so I can get the real meat of it down and just so I can get the, the feel of the audience. Because I think so, so much comedy is rhythm, right? I mean, I really think like 70% of comedy is rhythm and like 30% of your jokes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, maybe maybe it's even maybe sixty six percent of the time. Like two thirds is just your rhythm, and then the other two thirds are jokes. So when I'm writing, I'm focusing more on rhythm. I don't write anything down. Um, I, I I don't grab a pen and paper. What I do is I think about concepts in my head, and then I go to open mics, and I just start talking about the concepts in my head. And then over a period of time, jokes emerge, and they normally emerge for me relative to talking to the crowd. So they kind of structure in this in this way where dialogue's emerging. The way that this bullshit world narrative affects that is I'm really quick to show up and just start talking about shit that is infuriating me just to see what the fuck will happen to the audience. Um, because I, yeah, I think we're in push comes to shove time because what I'm seeing is that the Hollywood elites are starting to attack the comedians. There is an assault on comedians. Even if you said the Oscars when they were trying to do like these real jokes that were polite, mm-hmm. it's, it seems like it's a contrived narrative to eliminate actual humor and turn this into like a Hillary Clinton type of society. Yeah. And, you know, it's a very interesting thing that you brought up because I was a registered Democrat my whole life. Yeah. And I almost voted for Trump in the last election. I didn't do it. Basically what happened was I, I, I was caught up in the air. I, I preferred him to Clinton. And I was, I was a Bernie Sanders guy. Not necessarily because of his policies because I think that if you know, Plato said that if the leader is just, then the leader will be just. And if the leader is unjust, then if the, if the governor is just, then the government will be just. And if the governor is unjust, then the government will be unjust. So when that, and I think everybody kind of understands this, but when I look at a politician, I don't look at their policies, I try to look at the content of their soul. And Bernie Sanders seemed to be a very authentic person to me. He was marching in the 60s. You know, that, that's one of my songs, one of the lines in my rap. I say, back in the 60s, activists strapped themselves to the blocks, attack with water hoses, arrested and broken backs. You bitch about privilege from your iPhones daily, made in sweatshops, hypocrisy, scares. There's, there's this place where Bernie Sanders was getting attacked by dogs. He was Marshall Martin Luther King. Yeah. And he's been fighting for people's rights. 
and I believe that he comes from a noble place, and he's the last real motherfucker alive. Um, Trump, I feel like Trump is split. I feel like there, there's a place in Trump where he wants to do the right thing for the country, but then there's a place in Trump that's really kind of selfish and dictatorial. So I was, I was hung up on if I was going to vote for Trump, if I was going to abstain. And then what happened was the WikiLeaks reports came out and the FBI report came out, and I thought to myself that Julian Assange is, is risking his freedom to tell us how corrupt this woman is. And if the FBI is intentionally leaking these reports 10 days before the election, they're trying to tell us what to do as well. Mm -hmm. And I said, I can't ignore that. So my son at the time may have been six months old, and it was, it was a cold day out that day. Mm -hmm. So I was not totally sold on Trump. And I said, I'm not taking my kid out in the cold weather to vote for Trump right now. But then when my wife got home from work, I ran to the polls to vote for him, and I got there a minute late, so I technically didn't vote. Um, but I'm, I'm looking at the way this whole thing went and the point that you just made, it just really hit me. It was like, it was the Democrats in the sixties that were fighting to keep segregation intact. Yeah. And it was, Abraham Lincoln was a Republican. And now it's and the no, Democrats it, that are it was the causing segregation again. It was also no, it was also the Republicans that voted for civil rights, and it was the Democrats that voted against civil rights. Yeah, I mean, and the thing is, is that and honestly, like as much as they like to say, oh well, they've changed, they switched. No, they they really didn't. It's it's just. Um, it's now it's now a thought plantation that they want to put us on. I mean, that's what Kanye West was talking about. Is you uh, when he's like, "Oh, people choose their own slavery." There is a thought plantation, uh, like like what they do, like what they do to me, like with uh, other comics, like like I said earlier, say, "Oh, you're voting against your own interests. You're a race traitor." And these are white male comics who according to Democrats, should not be listened to, should not have a, an opinion because they're white white and male to me, which is stupid. Everyone should be able to have an opinion. But these people, they feel like they have the right to, to say these racist things to me. And um, which, in my opinion, when you say that, you might as well call me a spit. You might no, but let me ask you, let me, let me ask you a question yeah, because I, I, I struggle with this back and forth and you're, I think that people are really fucking crazy. The thing, a lot of people don't know this about Trump. When he was in Florida, he was invited to join the most prestigious country club in Florida. And there's, you know, there's a whole community of billionaires around there. And, you know, it's a big deal when you get into these country clubs. And he was quoted as saying, fuck no, they don't let blacks and Jews in that club. I'm not, I'm not joining yeah, yeah. And then he, he filed a lawsuit to force the country clubs to allow blacks and Jews. Like, Trump single-handedly desegregated the country clubs in Florida. And then he went out and sent a video of guess who's coming to dinner to, like, all the country club owners. Um, so Trump, now, that's an interesting thing. The, one thing that bothered me is because I know there's a lot of fake news, and I know... Somebody just died, I don't know who it was, but they actually put in their memo that they were an MSNBC anchor and they were called into the office and they were told not to say anything positive about Bernie Sanders. And then he died and he released it before he died. 
I, the reason I say it is because I know that there's a lot of fake news, and I've learned to write off a lot of what goes on. I mean, even the whole thing with Russia with Trump. It's like, I know that he was involved with Russia, but anybody that gets into office fucking colludes with other governments. Why are they doing this now? This is part of the controlling interests plans. It's to start a war with fucking Russia. And when Clinton, if Clinton got in, for any lefty that's listening right now, keep something in mind. The Clintons are notorious warmongers. Trump has not started a war yet. If Clinton got in, we would have been at war by now. Yeah. So the thing is, with, with this whole Russian dialogue, it's like, yeah, it's like, it's so corny to me. Because anybody that's involved in this knows that you interact with other governments to get information. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. It's not a fucking big deal. It was when, when Trump said to Russia, like he said that thing about like, if, if Russia has Hillary's email, send them to us, and they're like, oh my God, this is treason. It was like, no, what Trump was doing was asking the foreign government to aid us in investigating acts of Clinton's treason. So I, I'm aware that there's a lot of fake news painting him in certain ways. The thing that bothered me a lot was when he called the people in Charlottesville fine people. And that bothered the fuck out of me they're, because no, what said, that meant to me is that he's pandering. He does pander to a racist he said, he said they're fine people on both sides. Right, and that's, that was a serious problem to me because when you got motherfuckers carrying tiki torches saying anti-Semitic shit, mm. and that's not, you know, I... At the time, that wasn't convenient. It had nothing to do with the Jew, with the Jewish system. These are yeah. these are professional racists. Yeah, and I mean, he's but the, the thing is, people, and that I just think that that really concerned me well, when he thing, did that because the thing, the he thing does pander to of, the faction of yeah. the alt right that is pretty fucking racist. Yeah, um, no, no, you're right. But you know what? There was so much disinformation. Uh, you know, so much uh, disinformation going on going out over the news that day. It, it's like it, it's it's it was really hard even for a lot of us to cut through cut through all the minutiae and get to the, the truth about it. Like when it came to Heather Heyer being killed, um, it wasn't she wasn't killed by getting hit by a car. She was just really out of shape and she caught a heart attack. And the thing is, I mean, the the guy got convicted, so I mean, you know, they were like to me, I believe that was like a. Uh, political uh, political thing for him to get uh, to get uh, convicted, but the thing is, he was they, they, people were beating his car, and the guy was mentally ill in the first place, and he just hit he hit the gas to try to get away from people beating the shit out of his car. Um, there were people they they were people just attacking others, and I mean, look, mind you. I have no love for any type of person that carries a swastika. In fact, today, uh, I was at I was in Union Square, 
uh, because I had to uh, go serve some order protection papers on 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 someone who was stalking a friend of mine, and he's he was a neo Nazi. He 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 was actually a Trump supporter, and he became a neo Nazi. Um, you know, he was rocking a, a Nazi flag with a not uh, with a swastika necklace on. I gave him his papers. He got kicked out of the Proud Boys for that. Oh, well, not for that. Not specifically for that shit. He he did some other dumb shit that he got kicked out of. But he got kicked out of all like the MAGA movement um, groups as soon as he came out as a neo Nazi. Uh, Seek Heiling and freaking celebrating Hitler's birthday. They're like, no, 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 no. We're not going to associate ourselves. But, anyways, long story short, he was in Union Square with the flag and people started protesting him. The dummy was by himself, and he knew not only was he not going to get any protection by any Proud Boys or anybody on the right, because we don't want to be associated with that shit. Like, he could, like, but, uh, well, actually, none of us were there. I was just there to serve him, serve the fuckhead papers. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, unless I would have just stayed my happy ass home. But, um, you know, he ended up getting fucked up by by a bunch of people that that ripped the flag off his pole, and they just they just molly whopped him. And I'm like, look, he's looking at me like, help me. And I'm like, nah, sorry. Yeah, I mean, what the fuck? What the fuck did he expect? I mean, but this is so again. I mean, I think that we need to be clear because I. I, I don't, like, Trump does not bother me, mm-hmm. but there are things about him that ha- have definitely suck as far as the pandering to that part of the base, and I think that if we're going to try to really be sane about this, there has to be an understanding of all sides of this equation, right? that there are definitely fucked up things about him. Now, look, I'm, t- I'm saying right now, if, like, if Bernie doesn't get the nomination, well, I think Elizabeth Warren might be genuine. I, I would have to see more of her. I, not, if, not really, because she she actually did lie about being an Indian. And she she lied on her application about being an Indian. And she really stole... She probably stole an opportunity that would have went to a real Native American woman or, or, or a person. And she, mm-hmm. you know... You know, no, no. I, yeah, I, but like, I mean, look... How she's I have to, I have to, because I don't, who hasn't fucked up at some point in their life? There's a difference between a person fucking up and a person being a fuck up. Like, Hillary Clinton is a walking lie. Yeah. Uh, I heard this great joke, I, I really love it, they talked about how Trump won the election, and it was Hillary Clinton walking to a bakery and steals three bagels. Trump walks in and says, you want to see a magic trick? And the guy says, sure, so he picks up a bagel and eats it. Then he goes, wait up, wait up, wait up. And he grabs another bagel and he eats it. He goes, no, I'm going to make them reappear. And he grabs a third bagel and eats it. And the guy goes, where the fuck are my bagels? And Trump says, look at Hillary's pocket. <laughs> and so the thing is, I think that Trump won. And I also think that those of us in New York that are freaking the fuck out about this woke thing, what we need to keep in mind is that that was saying the leaders made manifest the people. Because... Although Clinton got the popular vote, that last election was a referendum on political correctness versus real truth. Oh, no, it sure, it sure Trump, was. Trump got caught in a bunch of lies, 
but nobody cared because he was just, he was like truthfully lying. He was just openly lying where we were comfortable with that. And people said, I would rather you be an obnoxious fuck than a conniving little shit. Well, because the, the Trump's not is, sneaky. He's just he, in your face. It's like this is who I am. I'm here to take the fuck over. Stop me if you can. And people actually said I would rather that than Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Than than lying conniver. So I think that it's also very important for us to realize that this woke community. It's a very small number of people. Oh, it really. And is. the only reason it's getting the press that it's getting is because the heads of corporations and universities are amplifying this. They're giving them a megaphone. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's why it's spreading like wildfire because it's contrived. And then fucking idiots that are on the thought plantation are subscribing to this out of this strange attempt to be more moral than everybody else. Yeah. And I think that, you know, those of us, I don't think, like, I'm in the center. Right? I, I consider myself a centrist. Maybe even a left-leaning centrist because I, I just, I think that whenever, whenever we have hierarchy, and there's financial hierarchy, that there will always be the disenfranchised, and society's not going to operate appropriately unless those who have take care of those that don't, because capitalism does guarantee um, an inequality of outcome, and I think that we need a strong capitalistic system that's also aware of the fact that there's going to be disenfranchised people, and that's why, like, it, within myself, I'm left-leaning. Mm. Politically, at this point, I'm watching what's happening, and it's like, I very well might vote for fucking Trump if the left keeps going the way that it's going. Um, so I think, you know, those of us, those of us that are actually seeing that actually see what's going on, we're not losing, right? They're just putting up a fight. Um, yeah, that, that's, that's my rant on that. Right. I mean, okay. Let me, let me, um, blow your mind a little bit. No homo. Um, so go homo with me. No, big yeah. piece of butter pecan nipple love. Oh, nice. Don't make Go me, ahead. Don't, don't, don't make me masturbate. But anyways, no. I mean, look. Don't you think that the left could be blamed for whatever... Like, the real blame for the... Whatever rise of any type of white nationalism... That that could be. In fact, hold on. Let me. There's this article. Hold on, and let me let me like finish my thought before you you jump in. Um, sure. There's this article that came out on in the New York Post. Um, in fact, two years ago, uh, the Ku Klux Klan is slowly rising again. Members of the Ku Klux Klan parti- uh, participate in cross burnings after White Pride rally near Cedartown, Georgia. On April twenty third, twenty sixteen, um, born in, in uh, don't you think that it's because more that you know the left's um, tactic is to call someone a racist or call the person that's white a white supremacist if they don't if they don't subscribe to either this woke um, this woke narrative or or being being a Democrat narrative they're like anyone that's anyone that's uh, Right from center or right from left is immediately called a alt right or a racist or or KKK. Don't you think that if you call a person that enough and you keep disenfranchising that person and dehumanizing that person by calling them a white supremacist or a Nazi, don't they don't don't at, at some point you're like 
You know what? You're going to call me a Nazi? You're going to call me a white supremacist? You know what? Let me go look at... And, and, and honestly, before I get called out on this, uh, um, I got, you know, Gabe Brown, uh, my friend Gabriel Brown, he made this point to me. So, and it was such a, it was such a fantastic point. Um, don't you think that at some point they're going to be like, all right, you know what? Let me look up what Nazis uh, believe. Let me go look up what white supremacists believe. And, oh, snap, this guy, fuck it. If this is what they're going to call me, then, then like that, like that Eminem song, I am whatever you say I am. If I wasn't, then why would I say I am? And then I mean, listen, the- here's, here's yeah. the way I feel. Yeah. I think that extremes on either side cause the other side to become more extreme. Yeah. I think I think that I also think that fucking idiots that believe in narratives mm. fall for a lot of bullshit. I nobody I've been called racist on stage, I've been called racist off stage. Nobody is turning me into a fucking neo Nazi. Yeah, right. I mean, so like, so I I, th- I think that what I can say is that when you start to see extremism on the right, yes, it's caused by extremism on the left. But to be fair, extremism on the left is caused by extremism on the right. And the reality of the situation is, mm-hmm. if you pay attention, they're actually both the same thing. They're both moving us towards segregation. Yeah, both sides. I mean, the the, the thing is, is that with the left is like passive aggressive and the extreme left is passive aggressive and the extreme right is like fucking homicidal. What's happening is there's this unconscious racism that's coming from, I mean, I don't call them woke. I call them the alt left Mm -hmm. that comes out of the alt left and it's not unconscious racism that comes out of the alt right. Like that guy that got his ass kicked today in Union Square, right? I don't think that it was that he got called woke. I think it's that he's a hateful piece of shit and he decided, you know, and he's trying to find a voice for his hate. And let's not forget, Hitler was not an unintelligent person. So when you read a lot of these arguments they make, they're very well thought out arguments. And every lie has a bit of truth. So if you want to justify your hate, you really can look into those things and start believing those arguments. And those people are in the, on the thought plantation as well. So I don't, I don't blame the left for the right. What I, what I say is that the extremism on the left will empower extremism on the right. It's not like the left is going to start doing all this woke shit and it's going <laughs> to make the right go away. They're going to make people, they're going to inflame things. It's counterproductive. And the truth of the matter is anytime you find yourself in an extreme situation, you really need to question it. I think that it's a small majority of people that are actually alt-right racists, and it's a small majority of people that are actually alt-left woke people. Yeah, I mean, and, the thing is when you have, but the thing is when you have a lot of people, especially you could like look up videos, and this was even even before the Proud Boys. When you have, when you have like gangs of people attacking Trump supporters because they've automatically been dubbed racist for supporting Trump, which is really not uh, accurate. It's not even a fair assessment because not every person that voted for Trump was racist because a lot of them voted for uh, Obama twice. 
what that means. But no. uh, but because because of that, because of the constant attacks, the constant violence, I mean, then you have groups like like the Proud Boys that that you know got started off just to be a a um a group uh, like a, a a fraternal order, a men's group where guys could drink and shit shoot the shit with each other away from their families, like how it was back in the fifties. Um, they they've just then then they get converted called called white supremacist and all this, and then they start getting attacked, and it's like, okay, well then I guess we are going to have to start defending ourselves. And a lot of us are blue collar guys, and we got some, we got some oomph to us. And then you know, and these little kids, these little skinny white kids that that are that are throwing these punch, throwing these sucker punches and running away, and then they start getting fucked up, and now they're crying about getting fucked up. Like that's 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 a direct correlation, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I I I don't see. I don't, see, I don't think that's turned you into a fucking white nationalist. Yeah, but you know, you know what? what? After what? Like, look, this is this is um like I'm not a white nationalist, but you 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 know you, especially in the comedy community. Oh, you're oh Louis racist. Louis this. Louis that. And it is you get to the point where it's like you know what? If you're gonna hate me no matter what I fucking say, then I'm just gonna say whatever the fuck I want on stage. And like I would tell you the truth, I would never go. I'm not going to QED ever again. Um, I I barely like I would barely show my face at the creek in the cave because that's just that's all that's just really uh, clicky over there. And you know, you say any wrong thing and you might get kicked out. I mean, hell, Rebecca Rebecca who runs that place. Uh, a band Anthony Cumia because there was some some fucking chicken heads over there that fucking like oh I don't feel comfortable with him here really bitch and you want to be treated you want to be treated equal and you can't fucking deal with a guy that that just talks shit like what kind of comic are you like don't no you if you're gonna if you're gonna start having men banned based on speech because you feel uncomfortable um. You know, no, I think it's I think it's right yeah. to definitely call that bullshit. But I mean, yeah, I mean, you get, you I get think to the point I, where you I, get let me finish this because I I, I want to clarify what you're saying. Yeah, because in one breath it could be refreshing, in another breath it could be alarming. So I just want to make sure that I get it right. Like, I am not. This has nothing to do with race when people are fucking idiots, and nobody is going to turn me into mm. a racist because they call me a racist. Well, I'm not, I'm I'm not necessarily. I'm going to make sure. I'm not necessarily yeah. becoming a saying you you become a racist that you actually hate. It's more like it's more like okay, well then, I'm going. I'm gonna. I am going to tongue in cheek rock a swastika. I am going to tongue in cheek throw a Nazi sign. I am going to tongue in cheek say nigger, say spick, say faggot, say kike, say all these things. And 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 you know, 
I because I know deep. I'm very secure. Saying, oh, I'm not. I'm not racist. But if you're gonna if you're gonna assume that I am, then I'm gonna fucking say the shit that offends you, and I dare you to do something. It just it gets to the point where it's like I get frustrated. You know, you I mean, not me personally, but you know, you get frustrated with constantly being accused, accused, especially with no evidence. With no evidence, it's like okay, well then, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna say the most offensive shit. And let's see how real you are about about. No, I, I mean my my rule of thumb is like, yeah, I I will I will sometimes say shit just to be offensive. Yeah, uh, like along those lines hmm. that you're describing. Um, but it's weird. It's like one thing. Like I'm not gonna tongue and cheek rock a swastika, right? And yeah. um, I'm not gonna. I might. It depends, right? It's like, if it's in my natural state of, uh, of being, if it feels right to say kike, I'll say kike, but I'm fucking converting to Judaism, right? If it feels right to say spick, I'll say spick. If I'm saying it out of love, I would never, I would never, you see, kike feels different because Jews don't use those terms against each other. It's like, it's a weird thing. In, in yeah. the black community, they started with N, with the N-word, and that's, that's how this thing got out of control. They... They made the derivation, they put it in the songs, and it was this new form that everybody wants to say. Nobody wants to say it with the hard R. This new form where the cultures are going mad over this is because of something that black people did. The term spick, that's in the Spanish communities. Jews don't call each other kikes. We don't walk around right. saying, what up, my spicker? We don't, we don't have, we don't, like, no, we, we, we don't say spick. You, you're saying spick with the hard C. You need to say spick with the K. Like, we don't do that shit. No, no, I, no, I understand that. And ba- basically, I, I get that. Right? And I, I think, to me, it's a very complex situation because yeah. they're not totally wrong about the systemic oppression. Now, the attitude about whining and bitching about the systemic oppression is really kind of what's, what's so obnoxious because that's not going to help them improve their lives in any way, shape, or form as society is moving in a direction that wants to empower all people along all bandwidths. I do not think under any circumstances that the alt-left can make somebody racist. I think that it's very possible that they can cause people to say incendiary shit yeah, but I don't think that they're creating racism, and I think that we have to be careful. This is actually like the root of the conversation I was having in the beginning. It's like if you're no, I mean I don't I don't think under any circumstances should you ever rock a fucking swastika. Right mm. now, I also think if you said to me I did it as a joke in response, I would say all right, Louis B's not racist, but rocking a fucking swastika is a bad move. Right under any circumstances, language is different. Because if you're saying it, you know, you're a Puerto Rican dude. I've said spick a thousand times on the show already, and you don't care because you know my intentions behind it. Well, yeah, because uh, cause I understand context. The thing is, when it comes to the left, they don't, they, they love to ignore fucking context. And, and that, and that's dangerous too, because it's like, so, you know, you have, uh, you, you know, you got you got fucking people. You got fucking people in the comedy New York comedy community that 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 you know these woke comics that they ignore context and they try to tone police and they try to tell you 
what you meant by your own words. Just so that way they could like look cute in front of everyone else. Like, see, I'm doing my part. Jerk off on me, guys. Jerk off on me. Look at me. I'm special. No, I mean, I, to- I totally agree. I mean, and it's disgusting to me. I just think that I, I'm, mm. everybody's responsible for their own selves. And there is no amount of somebody calling me racist that's ever going to make me racist. Now, I understand that. Like, a white person who's a piece of shit is going to have different personality characteristics than a black person that's a piece of shit. Mm. Uh, and a Puerto Rican person that's a piece of shit is going to have different personality characteristics than a Chinese person that's a piece of shit. Uh, so we need to be able to comfortably talk about race and see how it informs our situation. Uh, the fact that you get called a race traitor is going to affect you differently than if I get called a racist. Uh, it's a different insult, it's a different tone that we're receiving relative to our race. So we need to be able to comfortably discuss these things, and that's my massive problem with the left. There, there is, what I see with the right is the massive, the only problem with the extreme right is that it's really not cool to become openly fucking racist. Uh, I, I don't think I'm going and I just think because race is such a part of the fabric of the culture mm-hmm. that we're in. I, 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 because it's very, very real. We will never, nor should we. I mean, ask Martin Luther King. I get, do you want to live in a world where everybody's gray? And he said, no, being a black man is a huge part of my experience, and being a white man should be a huge part of your experience. Mm-hmm. I learned for a world that we could see each other as we are. Uh, so in order for us to live as a global family, we need to be able to interact with each other along the context of reality. And the limitations and restrictions on speech really stand in the way. And I do agree that they cause the type of frustration that you're describing. What I think is just bullshit is an idea that the left becomes responsible for creating racists on the right. That's fucking ridiculous. The left is their own certain type of fucking racist. Their own certain type of causing racial conflict. But they are in no way, shape, or form responsible for the guys carrying the fucking neo-Nazi banners. Like, well, that's those guys' fault. Well, those guys know, are just the pieces of shit. Just know, like, yeah. I don't think that, I don't think that it's anybody on the left's fault that I don't think the right has created the left either. I think that they're actually the same exact thing, just viewed through a different lens. One is passive-aggressive, and one has a deep commitment to obnoxiousness for the sake of claiming power. One, the left wants to claim power through these very, like, pussy-like, they want to be both victims and bullies at the same time. Yeah. Where the extreme right literally wants to smack you over the fucking head. Uh, And it's not as sophisticated. It's much more in your face. And I think that both of them are really lacking a type of nuanced discourse and that's why they're caught in these extreme polls. Anyone that's ever studied thought understands that each thought contains its opposite. Black and white are the same thing. They're both, they're both the containers of all color. White refracts all color. Black contains all color within it. So they're both all colors of the spectrum. Opposites become the same exact thing when they're observed for a long enough period of time. So this war between the left and the right is funny because they're actually the same thing, and they're just carrying themselves differently. And if we're going to be sane in any dimension, we need to understand that. And we need to really listen 
to the truth in all arguments unless it gets out of fucking control. When a guy's carrying a neo-Nazi banner, you shouldn't fucking listen to him. And when a person is saying that I can't call R. Kelly a piece of shit because of the color of my skin, they're a fucking racist. And I'm not going to listen to them. But then to see the spirit that is contained in the two of them, the neo-Nazi, what he's doing is he's overcompensating for his own racial pride. He's overcompensating for his own identification with a specific group. So the ability to identify with a specific group and say, no, I'm proud to be white. I was raised this way. It's a huge part of my experience. I'm glad to be who I am. That is the spirit that the neo-Nazi is going for. The problem is their hatred and their violent mentality gets in the way and colors that and then turns it into this type of extreme racism thing. You should be able to be proud of your identity. You should be able to say, I would not be who I am and I love who I am and I'm glad to have these things. And that's the true spirit of what you're seeing going on in the right that then gets perverted through their own delusions and colored in a fucked up way. On the left, the woke people, what they're trying to do is saying we need to live in a world of equal rights for everybody and we need to be aware of the depth of racial injustice. And that's a very reasonable argument. They're just getting corrupted because they're not realizing that they're overcompensating and their mechanisms are far more destructive than the current state of any racism that still exists. So we need to be able to extract from both sides, even if we're going to tell people to shut the fuck up, even if you're going to smack a neo-Nazi, or even if I'm going to say something intentionally offensive to a wolf person, which I do quite frequently. But I'm never actually going to cross the threshold and start judging people negatively because of their skin tone. It just doesn't do me any good. I, it, it just takes you out of the equation because life is really exciting. It's really beautiful. And people need to be seen for who they are. And that's something that you do for yourself, not for anybody else. Because you will miss out on a lot of people's brilliance if you shut them down due to their ethnicity. That is something that is it's common sense. Yeah. And we all know that. But for some reason, the conversation in the society has gotten stuck in this place where we're still debating that. And we don't realize there's always going to be a few racist idiots. But for the most part, nobody's really fucking racist anymore. And there could be unconscious things going on in our minds, but we're going to work them out as a community. We don't need to start imposing laws, and you don't need to start inventing new dictionaries of appropriate words. And if you think that's not contrived, just read 1984. This shit was prophesied 70 years ago, and the guy was in a secret society. Um, that's, that's pretty much the way I feel about this thing. I got to get going and pick up my kids soon. So. Well, let me let me before you go. Let me play this thing uh, because Gavin McGinnis is suing the Southern Poverty Law Center uh, because they do create racists, not real racists, but because they get their funding for exposing racists, they like to name people as racists for not being real racists. But here, here's him talking about it. Okay. He started out trying to fight bigotry, trying to fight hatred. And we all feel the same way about that in this country. We all want bigotry and hatred to be monitored, to be stemmed. Sounds good to me. I'm in. Great. And then what I presume happened is the check started pouring in. And they went, wow, this fighting hate thing is profitable. 
And I think Morris D said originally, let's just cap it at 50 million. And then it went to 100 million. And now I believe it's at 430 million. And that doesn't include the money in the Cayman Islands, which is probably comparable. So we've got hundreds and hundreds of millions into fighting hate. Now, when that is your business plan, you need to expand the net of hatred. It can't just be the KKK. It has to be homophobia. It has to be Islamophobia, transphobia. It has to be Christian conservatives. I, I don't know why it doesn't include uh, jihadists. For some reason, extremist Islam gets a pass. But outside of that, if we really hone in on Christian conservatives, we could probably expand this hate map and make it look like America is a racist hellhole, a dangerous place to be. And you look at their hate map on their site, and there's there seems to be more hate groups than there are post offices. They're everywhere. <laughs> and it depicts this picture of America, which is basically the worst of the 1930s coast to coast. And I know as an immigrant myself coming here from Canada, I would go to a 7-Eleven in the south and I'd see like a, a, an old black guy in line with a, a, a white lady and I'd go, uh-oh, we got trouble here. These two hate each other. We're in the center of hatred. We're in the eye of the hate storm. And she'd turn around and go, hey, Isaac, what's going on with your with your mom now? Is she okay? Oh, uh, yeah, she, well, she's not okay, but she's getting better. But she's still bedridden and we were very worried. Oh, that's terrible. There'll be a gay guy in the lineup going, hey, guys, are you guys going to be talking this whole time? Because I want to go ahead. Yeah, you can go ahead. You go ahead, Charles. And I go, wait, I thought this was the land of hatred. I saw the SPLC hate map. It looks like it's a dangerous place to be. And this is not just a misnomer. It's not just a lie. It's not just a myth. It's a dangerous precedent to set. Because what they do is they cast this wide net of everyone's a Nazi and they start destroying lives. And I'm thinking of the, the one that pops into my head is Jennifer Morse of the Ruth Institute. And she runs a group that says, if we're adopting, can we maybe focus on mom dads first before we do gay adoption? And that became, she hates homosexuals. And the next thing you know, her bank calls her up and says, we cannot do business with you anymore. So the SPLC is deciding who can bank, who can do business. Now we've gone from identifying actual bigots to affecting businesses and destroying people's ability to make money. Or my friend, Deputy Brian Green, he's a graduated at the top of his class in the in the police academy, volunteering to uh, teach women self-defense on the weekends. Word, get out, word gets out he's a proud boy. That's a fraternal club I started many years ago. It's just basically a pro-Trump pro -Trump drinking club. Word gets out that he's a member of the Proud Boys. He's fired. Now he's lucky if he can work in, in his family's air conditioning business on the weekends. He can't volunteer anyway. Uh, anymore because he's doing the air conditioning work if you can get it. Um, these people have gone from defending people to destroying people. And that. There you go. No, I mean, dude, I totally agree with you. I mean, that's. that's who is that saying that? That was Gavin McGinnis, founder of the Proud Boys. Um, no, I mean, I, totally, I mean, that's something that I totally believe. I mean, I totally believe that they're creating. The creating an era of racism and hatred where there is none. Mm -hmm. The only place that I had 
And that and that's, well, that's, that's the other person I had disagreed with anything you were saying was that I refuse to give I refuse to say that if somebody decides to start becoming racist, it's because of what somebody else did. Yeah, I, maybe, I definitely think that there, there's an attempt yeah. to make people look racist. There is. I mean, it happens to me. And I definitely believe that, there, that this is systemic. I definitely believe this is coming from a higher place. I just understand that you know, the ruling bodies that, that pull the puppet strings behind the corporations, they're not operating just manipulating the left. They're also manipulating the right. And I think that it's really important that this not become a political conversation of it's the left's fault or it's the right's fault. All of us are being turned into fucking corporate slaves, mm-hmm. and it's being done by a very controlled hand. And that was the, that was the, that was the appeal of Trump. Right. The appeal of Trump was he was this rogue element that was outside the system that was that you know was paying for his own way, and that he was unrestrained. Um, and I think that that's what we went for. Again, I can't, I can't in any way, shape, or form say that, oh, the state of the world, it's all the left's fault. It's just in New York, because where it's such a liberal place, I'm, kind of, I'm constantly screaming about the left because everybody's just always blindly aligning with the left. Like, fucking, I mean, it's scary. But the truth of the matter is, is I think that the right has equal fault to do with it. It's just different in the way that they come about doing it. Um, that doesn't mean that, like I said, I mean, I might vote for Trump this time. I might not vote for Trump this time. I, I'm going to have to see who runs on the left. I'm going to have to see what goes on. Um, nobody could save us but ourselves. Right. And the population needs to wake up to realize that there really is a ruling hand behind all of this that's trying to turn us against each other. And we have to see each other really deeply at the level of our hearts and then care about each other's experience if we're going to have any chance to defeat. I mean, JFK talked about it, right? I mean, he said, we are opposed around the world by a ruthless and monolithic conspiracy. He said, there is a dark plot in this, in this, in, there is a dark plot in this planet to enslave every man, woman, and child. And before I leave the highest and noblest office on the land, it is my intention to expose that plot. And he was shot in the head three days later. So, I think anybody that questions this, you could just bomb the book 1984 and look into the author who was a member of the Fabian Society. This is, this is not the, you know, this is Google. This is no bullshit. Aid. You could just fact check these things yourself. Mm-hmm. The, that book is a manifesto. It's not a warning. So when we really pay attention to this, no, we are responsible for ourselves and we're responsible for being good to each other and anybody on any political spectrum that says anything other than that is is the problem, and anybody that's blowing out, blowing racism out of proportion, is really racist themselves. Um, and I love you. I mean, I want to do this again, later. This is a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, where where can people find you? Just Jesus Christ Nine. Just type it in Instagram, um, Twitter. I'm not that active on there yet. I, I'm trying to get things together. I'll be posting my anti woke song soon. Um, like I said, I just got finished writing it. Uh, yeah, but I mean, hit me up, Instagram, Twitter, message me. Um, if you want to be friends, you know, I'll throw you my phone number or something. And, uh, yeah, let's hook up. All right, cool. All right, that was Jesus. Um, like to thank everyone for listening to the Crotch Out Radio Show. Uh, come back na- next time. Uh, come back next week. Uh, same time, same channel. And uh, if you want to listen to past episodes, uh, I'm on Spotify. Every, every, every other podcast form out here. So, 
as always, from my house to your house. Mahalo. And that's the end of my show, Donk. Help the Crowd Shout Radio Show grow and thrive by doing something you already do. Shop on Amazon. Amazon always has great deals for whatever you are looking for. From survivalists and riot gear to beanie babies. Next time you're going to shop at Amazon, use my link. The prices stay the same, but I get credit for the sale. Just go to tinyurl.com slash B and just shop normally knowing that you're helping support the Crowd Shout Radio Show. That's tinyurl.com slash B. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride.